Well, God bless you. Thank you for coming tonight. How many love Jesus? Can you say amen? Oh, what a place, what a people, what a God. Amen. I'm so happy you're here. If you have your Bible, please go to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, if you will. And what a wonderful book. God is good all the time, isn't he? Amen. I'm so happy to be here. I can't believe it. Uh, When Brother uh, Wilkerson called me up and asked me if I'd come and preach, I thought it was a joke. And so I'm still waiting for this floor to open up and be uh, dismissed here real quick. Now, I'm not a long preacher, but I will talk with you for about an hour and a half, and then we'll preach. I'm so happy to be here. What a time. What a people. I walked in here, and everybody shook my hand, and it was just beautiful. So many people are so friendly. I want to thank all of you, those of you that came up to me and put that $100 bill in my hand. I haven't met you yet, but I'm still looking for you. God is good, isn't he? I thank God for this place. I thank God for Dr. Wilkerson and for Brother uh, Abdel Judah. These guys are my dear friends, and I met them a while back. I'll never forget when I met Dr. Wilkerson for the first time. I was at a Bible college in California. I was out there to preach. The initials are GSBC. And I was out there and I saw this tall-looking, good-looking man walking down the, the aisle, walking down the hallway, and right next to him was Dr. Wilkerson. Uh, here comes the floor. Watch out. But it's really kind of amazing. I saw Dr. Wilkerson walking down. I had never met him before in my life. And he said, Pastor Mark G. Swanson. And I thought, who in the world is this guy? And lo and behold, it was Dr. Wilkerson. It's really kind of amazing. He knew my name. I didn't know who he was, but he knew my name already. I wrote that song, He Knows My Name. No, I was just kidding you. He knows yours too, doesn't he? But I sure love Dr. Wilkerson. He's been very, very kind to me. He's come out to our church to preach out there and preach for an anniversary service we had. He's been out for a, an in-service time for our teachers. He's been to our marriage seminars, our marriage uh, retreats, and uh, we're looking forward to having him back, and we thank God for this wonderful man of God. Are you glad he's here? Amen. And what a place, what a people, what a God. And I thank God for Brother Judah. I don't know, brother, I think I met you the first time in Texas. Is that right? I don't remember. We were preaching together, didn't know each other. And we had heard of each other. I think it was the first time I'd ever met you down there in Texas. I'm not sure. Is that right, you think? It doesn't really matter at this point, does it? Amen. But Dr. Abdel Judah has come to us and preached many, many multiple times in our school chapels. And he's preached in our church services. He's preached in our camps. And uh, it's just absolutely amazing. I love these men here. What's really amazing is that both of them. And I don't know why they did this, but they said, you can call us anytime, day or night, doesn't matter when. You know, they've never answered one time yet, but I do have their phone numbers, and I thank God for that. I met Brother Eddie Lapina, believe it or not, it'll be 45 years ago. Next month, I met Eddie, Dr. Eddie Lapina, 45 years ago. I was uh, watching online when you had your youth conference, and he's been at the youth conference for 50 years. That's pretty remarkable, isn't it? Well, how can you be there for 50 years when you're only 39 years of age? 
And to keep all that hair on his head, that's pretty amazing. But I met Dr. Eddie Lapina. We were both in English 101 with Dr. Johnson, with Brother Johnson. I don't know if you even remember this. We sat next door to each other. And uh, we used to look at each other's paper. And, of course, we had to take 101 two, two more times, but we made it through. But I thank God for Brother Eddie Lapina. And I watched him through the years, and I was able to work with him even back in the day. And saw all that God was doing in his life. And I thank God for him. And he's a blessing to me. I'm honored to have my wife and son here. And this is my wife, Regina. Would you mind standing? This is my wife, Regina. She is a graduate of Hiles Henderson Baptist College. And this is my, our son, Elisha Spear Swanson. And uh, he is a senior at GSBC, and we thank God for him, and uh, I love them so very much. Remain standing for the rest of the service, if you will. (laughs) But I love my wife and son, and uh, my wife and I, we were without children for 18 years, and we were praying and asking God uh, for children, and uh, God allowed us to have one. And it's Elisha Spear Swanson, and we sure love him. And God has his hand on him, and we're so thankful for this young man. And I appreciate all that he is and all that he means to me. Now, I heard somebody pray tonight. God bless Dr. Jack Treber as he preaches. Anybody hear that statement? And I was praying for Brother Treber earlier as well. Amen. But it's kind of funny. Everywhere I go, people say, hey, Dr. Treber, hey, Dr. Treber. And I don't know why. Do I look like Brother Treber or any of you people at all? And we're twins, but we're about six years apart. And born in different states, but we are twins. We thank God for that. I just wish I had his money, praise the Lord. By the way, what hymn books are you using? Oh, yes, I saw that. Amen. I call those the Treber book. Amen. Dr. Jack Treber is my brother-in-law. And they say that The older you get, the more you look like those that you admire. I had a full head of hair one time until I started liking Dr. Jack Draver, amen? That's gone. I was out in California a few months back. I was at Walmart. Anybody ever go to Walmart? You have Walmart around here? How many like Walmart? Why? No, (laughs) I love you folks. You don't know about what's ready to hit you tonight, do you? Amen. Y'all kind of going like, what in the world's up up, up on that platform? But I was at Walmart in California. I had a suit on, tie. I was walking through the line with my wife. And the lady at the checkout counter, she said, you look alike. I thought, she knows Dr. Jack Treber. And she said, you look like Mr. Putin. (laughs) So I did not give her a track. I'm sorry, I did not give her a gospel track. (laughs) Is that absolutely crazy or what? So I went home and checked the mirror. I checked his picture. I couldn't quite see it myself. But my name is Mark G. Swanson. I tell everybody the G stands for good looking. 
Every time I say it, everybody's laughing all the time. Dr. Wilkerson, every time he calls Mary, every time we talk, he say, how's Mark G. Swanson doing? And I know he knows that G stands for good looking. If you have your Bible open to 2 Timothy chapter 4, if you could go to the book of Revelation chapter 23, and then if you could go to Malachi 17, and hold your fingers there, and then go to Genesis 4, hold your fingers there, and it should look something like this when you're done. Is it okay to laugh in the house of the Lord? I don't know. I don't know. Anybody happy here tonight? Amen. Anybody all right? God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams when I go to sleep each night. And though I've had my share of hard times, I wouldn't change them if I could. Because through it all, God's been good. We live in a country, the greatest on earth, where the flag stands for freedom and what it is worth. She stands in a harbor, Miss Liberty calls. All have given some, but some gave it all so we could be blessed. He's my shoulder to lean on when I am down. The rock where he leads me when I'm overwhelmed. The place where he hides me under his wings. He's not just a song. He's the reason I sing. I have been blessed. I have been blessed. God's so good to me. Precious are his thoughts of you and me. No way I can count them. There's not enough time. So I'll just thank him for being so kind. God has been good, so good. I have been blessed. Well, that's the end of the concert tonight. Let's pray. We'll be dismissed. If you have your Bible open, do you remember where? <laughs> Somewhere on Dr. Trever's page. Second Timothy chapter 4. Let's all stand if you don't mind for the next hour. I appreciate it. Without a doubt, we're living in some strange and perilous times. Can I hear an amen in the house? But you know, we do not need to fear in these days and hours. This is not the first time we've seen perilous times. Perilous times have been here before. And in this passage of Scripture, it was a perilous time. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I want you to go back now to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And this is where we're going to get our launching pad tonight. Anybody love Jesus tonight? Amen. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And all the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men. Would you say those two words with me? Faithful men. Would you say it? Faithful men. Who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him 
to be a soldier. If you will, take your Bible now and go to the book of 2 Timothy chapter number 3 and verse number 12. And the Bible says, Yea, and all that live, that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, amen, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. If you now look at chapter 4, verse number 6, the Bible says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is, a, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you so very much for the wonderful privilege I have to stand in this place behind this sacred desk where many, many of God's great men have stood. Lord, to be in this house today with these wonderful people, God's wonderful people. And Lord, I thank you so very much for each and every one of them. Thank you for salvation, for the grace of God that has been bestowed upon all of us. Lord, help us to never take it for granted that, Lord, we're heaven bound. And Lord, I pray that we'd never take it for granted that we're soldiers of the Most High God, that we're soldiers of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I would pray that you'd help us in this day and hour to truly live for the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what comes our way. And dear God, I pray that as we leave this place tonight, that we would leave stronger, that we'd leave more encouraged, and that we would be ready, Lord, to do what you want us to do in this day and hour. And we'll be quick to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, and all God's people said, amen, and amen. Remain, please be seated. Thank you. I'm not going to do that to you. Please be seated. In our text here tonight, Paul is getting ready to depart this life. He is writing to Timothy, his son in the ministry, and he writes from a Roman prison cell, the one to whom he will give his mantle, the passing of the torch to Timothy, the handing over of responsibilities. He is writing with a powerful letter to Timothy, and he told him that you can make it to the end. I want the First Baptist Church of Hammond to know that it's no different today. We can make it to the end. We can make it to the end. We can make it to the end. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You can make it to the end. You can make it to the end. Timothy receives that message. You can make it to the end. Praise God for the letter that we hold in our hands that encourage all of us that we can truly make it to the end. Paul is encouraging Timothy to remain faithful. I'm praying to you tonight and praying to God tonight that in this generation that all of us would remain faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. Are you here tonight? Faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. God, help us to be faithful to the end. I want God to use me. Do you want God to use you tonight? Faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. The Marines of the United States of America have a phrase. Can you hear me all right? They'll have a phrase when they greet one another or when they depart from one another. It's called Semper Fi. 
or Semper Fidelis. Any Marines in the house tonight? Amen. We have a man in our church that every time I'd say something about the Marines, he'd say, hoorah. I couldn't remember if he was saying hoorah or okra. I couldn't remember what he was saying. I think it was okra. But the Marines, when they see somebody, they say, Semper Fi. I had a man send me a card this morning when I left church, and his closing words were, Semper Fi, Semper Fi. Those words mean always, always faithful. Can you say it with me? Always faithful. Semper Fi, always faithful. And for the Christian tonight, my desire is that I would always remain faithful to God. I don't want to quit. I don't want to turn back. And even though the, the road gets hard, the way gets rough at times, but I don't want to turn back. How about you? I don't want to quit. I don't want to turn back. And the Marines, when they simper, say simplify, it means faithful to each other on the left and on the right. It means faithful to their country that they love. Wouldn't it be good if we could love the United States of America again? And it means to be faithful to the battles ahead. So to this great church, I would say, simplify, always faithful, stay at it, stay at it, stay at it. Maybe somebody is sitting here tonight and you're on the edge and you don't know if you want to go all the way for God. I just say to you tonight, simplify, 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 always faithful. Thank God for the apostle Paul. Because he paid the price for Timothy so that he could now hand off the torch to Timothy. I thank God for the people that have handed off the torches to us, to Brother Judah, to Brother Moffat, and to Brother Quoto. I've known you all my life. (laughs) I have for a long time. And to Dr. Wilkerson and to Brother Andy Lapina. That's never cheated a day in his life. Amen. For those that have handed off a torch to us in our life. I don't want to fail him. I don't want to let him down. But most of all, I don't want to let him down. How about you? I don't want to let him down. I love him tonight. I don't want to let him down. Thank God for the men and women that have gone before us in Christianity, that we can still pass on the torch of freedom in Christ to the next generation as it was handed to us. I want to preach tonight on this subject, simplify or always faithful. Lord, you've deceived me. Oh, Lord, you've done me wrong. I've been out here preaching faithfully. It seems you've left me all alone. And so I said, I'll not speak or mention your name at all. But your word is like a fire burning in my bones. I can't quit when there's a fire burning in my soul. Sometimes I want to lay it down. He gives me the strength to carry on. I know while on this battlefield, sometimes we'll face defeat. But I can't quit when there's a fire burning in me. And so many are quitting. They're laying down the sword. They've grown weary in this battle battle that we are fighting for, our Lord. But when I think of what he did on the cross of Calvary, I take up the bloodstained banner and march with the redeemed. I can't quit when there's a fire burning in my soul. Sometimes I want to lay it down. He gives me the strength to carry on. I know while on this battlefield, sometimes we'll face defeat. But I can't quit when there's a fire burning in me. I say to all of us tonight, always faithful. Do you have a fire burning? 
burning inside your soul tonight. I'm telling you, the world needs us to get out and tell them about Jesus. The world needs us to be faithful to the end. There's a Christian looking on your way that needs you to stay at it. Stay faithful to the very end. I can't quit. I want to give you three thoughts and we'll go have pizza. You coming over? I hope you do. I just don't know where we're having it yet. I think we're going to Brother Lapina's house tonight. I want to give you three thoughts. Number one, I want you to write this down if you have an ink pen or put it in your Bible. But Paul comes to Timothy. He tells him, simplify, always faithful, and commit thou to faithful men. And he tells him, he reminds him of the battle that they're in. Verse number one of chapter two, there, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness uh, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ and no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. The apostle Paul comes to Timothy. Some say that Timothy was a little timid and he needed somebody to encourage him along the way. The apostle Paul comes to him and he reminds him that he's a soldier. He reminds him that he's in a battle. Hey everybody in this place tonight, this great church I want to remind us that we're in a battle to the very end. Put on your battle boots. Put on the whole armor of God. We're in a battle to the very end my dear friends. Has anybody looked at our nation? Has anybody looked around us lately to see what's going on in our country? Can I say my dear friends, we're in a battle to the very end. Soldiers of Christ arise. Somebody stand up and speak out for Jesus Christ. It's time to stand up, soldier. It's time to stand up. It's time to stand up. It's time to stand up. I want to remind all of us today that we're not on a cruise ship, but we're on a battleship. It's not a battlefield. I'm sorry, it's a battlefield, not a recreation room. It's a fight. It's not a game. Run if you want to. Run if you will. But I came here to stay. Simplify. 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 The Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse number 8, he says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always buried about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. I say maybe today it's time for somebody to get in the battle. Maybe it's time for somebody to re-enlist in this battle. Oh, First Baptist Church tonight, I love you. I want to say let's get back in the battle tonight. Are you with it tonight? Can you say amen tonight? Amen. How many have ever been at the Tomb of the unknown soldier. Can I see your hand? Wow, that's a good crowd. Hold them high. Let me see if you've ever been there. This is what they're willing to do for mankind. At the tomb of the unknown soldier, near the center of the cemetery, is one of Arlington's most popular tourist sites. The tomb contains the remains of unknown American soldiers from World Wars I, II, the Korean conflict, and until 1998, the Vietnam War, which was presented with the Medal of Honor at the time of internment. And the medals, as well as the flags which covered their caskets, are on display inside the Memorial Amphitheater directly to the rear of the tomb. 
The tomb is guarded 24 hours per day and 365 days per year by specially trained members of the 3rd United States Infantry called the Old Guard. Every time you see... Every time you see one of those soldiers guarding the tomb, they will walk 21 steps and then they will turn around and they will wait 21 seconds and then they will walk another 21 steps in honor of the 21 gun salute because it's the highest honor that you can give anybody. Oh, I tell you, I've been at the graveside. Have you ever been there? When they give a 21 gun salute, it takes you by shock. It's amazing. It's amazing thing to see that they want to give honor to the soldiers that have laid down their life and have spent their life for our country. You know something, my dear friends, today I thank God for the soldiers of Jesus Jesus Christ that have laid down their life for us so that we could be here tonight serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords tonight. He carries his rifle on the same shoulder and then he turns around at the end of those 21 steps and flips it on the other side, always the opposite side of the tomb. The guards are changed every 30 minutes. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. The other requirements of the guard, when they first started, they must commit two years of life to guard the tomb, live in the barracks underneath the tomb, and cannot drink any alcohol on or off duty for the rest of their lives. They cannot swear in public for the rest of their lives and cannot disgrace the uniform or the tomb in any way. After two years, the guard is given a wreath pin that is worn on their lapel, signifying they served as guard of the tomb. There are only 400 presently worn. The guard must obey these rules for the rest of their lives or give up the wreath pin. The shoes are specially made so they can walk back and forth and make that special clicking sound. In their uniforms, there are no wrinkles. There are no folds or lint on the uniforms. The guards dress fully in front of a full-length mirror for the first six months of duty. A guard cannot talk to anyone nor watch TV. All off-time duty time is spent studying the 175 notable people laid to rest in the Arlington National Cemetery. In 2003, as Hurricane Isabel was approaching Washington, D.C., our U.S. Senate House took two days off with anticipation of the storm. On the ABC Evening News, it was reported that because of the dangers from the hurricane, that the military members assigned the duty of guarding the tomb of the unknown soldier were given permission to suspend the assignment. They respectfully declined the offer. No way, sir. Soaked to the skin, marching in pelting rain of a trial storm. They said that guarding the tomb was not just an assignment. It was the highest honor that can be afforded to a service person. That tomb has been patrolled continuously 24-7 since 1930. What I'm trying to say to us tonight is we're soldiers of the King of Kings. We're soldiers of Jesus Christ that gave us all for you and me. I would say tonight, stand up, oh Christian. Stand up, old soldier. Stand up. How are we doing? How are we doing tonight? Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Semper Fi, always faithful. Secondly, he reminds them of a blessing to be a soldier. Secondly, he reminds them of a blessing to be a soldier. If you'll look at verse number three, the Bible says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. My dear friends, tonight we've been bought with a price. 
the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I'm saying tonight, my dear friends, it's an honor to be called a soldier of Jesus Christ. As you and I sit here tonight, we're not just on the sidelines. Whether we like it or not, we're soldiers of Jesus Christ. I would say, my dear friends, tonight, we don't need anybody to go AWOL. We don't need anybody on the sidelines. We don't need anybody throwing in a towel. We don't need anybody laying down their sword. We don't need anybody laying down their shield. It's time to pick it up. It's time to fight once again for the cause of Jesus Christ. In chapter 3, verse number 14, if you'll turn there and look at that. The Bible says, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. I say tonight, he was reminding him of the blessing to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. He talks about the grace of God. Anybody in here thankful for the grace of God tonight? You can only get to heaven by the grace of God. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Anybody here tonight glad that you're saved? Can you say amen? amen. Sometimes I just want to run around the building rejoicing that I'm a child of the king. I might do it tonight. Would you be ready for it? Amen. You got it. Hoorah. Paul reminds Timothy what it will be like in the last days in chapter number three. Paul reminds him of the days that he was going to face. And Paul reminds us of the days that we're going to face. But Paul tells him in verse number 14, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Can I say tonight that we can still continue We can still continue in the grace of God. We can still continue in this thing serving Jesus Christ. We can still continue. We can fight on. We can fight on. We can fight on. We can fight on. Hey, don't lay down the sword, my friend. Pick it up. Let's continue. We have the same words to us tonight. To continue thou. Continue thou. Continue thou. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't turn back. But continue thou. Hey, college student, get back up and continue. Hey, pastor tonight get back up and continue bus worker get back up tonight and continue choir member get back up and continue orchestra member get back up and continue and may this church be set ablaze because we got a bunch of people that will continue thou continue thou continue thou always faithful simplify simplify while the whole world is turned upside down crazy we can remain faithful. Can you say amen? amen? No matter what we've been through, the worst day for a Christian is better than the best day for a lost person because we know where we're going and who we're fighting for. In this house, has God been good to anybody? Yeah. I think you ought to shout a little more. Has God been good to anybody? Yeah. God been good to anybody in this house? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so God's been good. I got up this morning and started my day. God's mercy was with me all the way. His goodness stayed close by to meet all my needs. My Lord has taken good care of me. I'm counting my blessings as I journey along. Good friends, a family, and a place to call home. The church where I worship and the Bible that I read. My Lord has taken good care of me. When Satan comes tempting and he brings up my past, I tell him I'm forgiven. And it's buried at last. The bloodshed at Calvary now 
God speaks for me. My Lord is taken good care of me. I'm never forsaken. I'm never alone. One day I'm moving to my brand new home. Hallelujah. I'm blessed beyond measure. Just look close, you'll see. My Lord is taken good care of me. Is he taking good care of you tonight? Taking good care of me. And I say lastly, simplify, always faithful. He reminds him he can simplify. Look at verse number eight of chapter number four. And the Bible says, matter of fact, let's go back to six. The Bible says, for I'm now ready to be offered in the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Anybody here love his appearing? Anybody here love his appearing? He reminds him he can simplify. He reminds him he can always be faithful. He reminds him that you don't have to quit. Have you ever wanted to quit before? Have you ever wanted to turn around? Has it, has it been so bad in your life before that it seemed like you were all alone? It seemed like your friends departed from you. It seemed like you were the only one on the cause of Christ. Can I tell you there were 7,000 more that were still preaching the gospel, my friend. I say simplify, 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 always faithful, simplify because of the blessed hope in Jesus Christ. We can simplify because of the blessed hope in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 16, 33, these things have I spoken to you that ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I think it means something like this. Simplify, simplify, simplify. I've lived long enough now 29 years. Hard to believe, isn't it? I've lived long enough now to see a lot of my friends, to see a lot of our church members. I've been at Brain Baptist Church my whole life. I've seen a lot of church members go home. I've seen a lot of people pass away. I've lived long enough to see so many of them go to heaven that I got a lot of them over on the other side. You see, when I get to heaven, are you still here tonight? When I get to heaven, I can't wait to see my dear mom. My mom had cancer when I was eight years of age. We watched her suffer and die for three years. When I was 11 years of age, she passed away with cancer. She passed away the day after my, one of my older brothers got married, October 3rd. She passed away on October 4th. I think she hung in there long enough just to see them get married. When I get to heaven, I can't wait to see her. Anybody have a mom on the other side? I only had her for a short time, but I can't wait to see her again. I miss my dear dad in whose place I now stand at the Berean Baptist Church. My in-laws have done so much for us in this life, my wife and I and our family, but they are both too gone. My dad died in COVID, June 28, 2020. We couldn't see him for three months. And by the time we got to see him, he was behind a screen door 
And then he passed away that very next week. I miss my dad. I wish I could pick up the phone and call him and say, hey, dad, what do I do now? What do I do now, dad? What do I do with this? This is facing me, dad. What do I do now? Can you help me? My mother-in-law lived with us for five and a half years. She too passed away in 2020, December 28th or 29th, I believe, of the same year. I miss them. I miss my grandparents, whom I owe so much to. My grandparents were responsible for passing on the gospel to me. It was my grandpa, Roland, that started a church in Rockford, Illinois. He was pastoring there for 20 years and died suddenly of a heart attack in 1963. But it was my grandpa, Roland, that was preaching the day that my dad walked an old-fashioned aisle on the song, Have Thine Own Way, Lord, Have Thine Own Way. He was preaching that day, and my dad walked that aisle and got saved. And my dad was encouraged to go start a church on the west side of Rockford which everybody else deserted. But we stayed on the west side. We got a beautiful 30 acres of property out there. We love it out on the west side, reaching all of Rockford with the gospel. But I owe so much to my grandparents for passing on the gospel to me. My aunts and uncles, are almost all of them are gone now. My niece Jennifer died in a car crash coming home from church at the age of 23. My nephew Justin died at the age of 34 suddenly from an embolism. My sister-in-law Cindy died of leukemia just recently, and I believe she died of a broken heart. I look forward to seeing many friends and church members who have gone on before that have helped our church get to where we are today. And you know something, my dear friends, today there are people on the other side that helped us get to where we are today. I look forward to seeing all the saints of God. Anybody have somebody on the other side you're looking forward to seeing? Can you say amen? I look forward to seeing Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I look forward to seeing Joseph and Moses and Aaron and Joshua, Elijah and Elisha and Gideon and Ruth and Samuel and David and Daniel and Jeremiah, Ezekiel. I look forward to seeing Matthew, Mark and Luke and John and John the Baptist and Paul and Silas and Barnabas and Joseph and Mary. But the one I long to see face to face is the one who died and rose for me. His name is Jesus, my friend. He saved my soul from hell. He's fought every battle for me. He's healed my broken heart. He's given me a life worth living. And when I see him, when I see him, there'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more suffering. No more sad goodbyes. No more tears. Never crying again. No more broken hearts. No more broken relationships. No more broken homes. No more battles. No more burdens. But best of all, glory to God, no more sin and no more Satan. Hallelujah. I say tonight to this great crowd, simplify. Could you say it with me? Simper. One more time. Let me hear you. Ready? Say it like a Marine. Ready? I love it. Life's days seem so long sometimes. Our trial's hard to bear. We're tempted to complain, to murmur and despair. But Christ will soon appear to catch his bride away. All tears forever over. 
in God's eternal day, it will be worth it all. When we see Jesus, life's trials will seem so small. When we see Christ, one glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. Sing that chorus with me. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. Simplify. 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 Always faithful. Simplify.